Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Becca, do you want to clean that matches your vibe? Sure. Are you tired of meh smelling cleaning products? Totally. Well, then clean confidently with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. Its powerful, clean and refreshing scents transform every room in your home into a coastal getaway. Because it smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox and feels like inspiration. Get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store. Also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 21- Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two time People's Choice Award winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing in. Scrub a dub dub. Happy Hi. Monday. Happy Monday. How was your weekend? I mean, I just feel like there's so much to cover. I don't even like know where to start. I mean, we just got to start. But I just want to, I want y'all to know we have a um, a very exciting two guests today. I actually did the interview by myself because we'll get into it. But Tanya had a very important appointment that she had to get to. So this is right. Um, I got to interview Dana Bash and um, Jasmine Wright from CNN, and they're part of the new series on HBO Max about the. Um, like basically journalism in the political race right now. And it's a very good interview. I must I'm very say. proud of you for holding it down. Thank you. It was not my like comfort zone. No, I would if I had to do it by myself, I would have been like <laughs> I mean my pelvic floor was really it was just it really I just couldn't cancel, you know. Um so we'll be getting into that uh interview in a little bit, but let's talk about the pelvic floor appointment. I can't even tell you guys just like how seen I feel in life because 
I, so obviously I have not had a baby, so I don't know. So the majority of what the pelvic floor physical therapy does is like, I guess after you have a baby, sometimes it's like you easily wet your pants when you like Mm -hmm. jump or just do other things. And like women just think, oh, that's just motherhood. Like that just happens after you have a baby and that it is what it is. But that's what physical pelvic floor physical therapy does. It like strengthens your pelvic floor and you don't have to live like that anymore. And so it's so crazy because I guess what's going on with me and I like have the scrubbers to think because honestly it was when I started a few I don't know if it was a month ago and I was talking about how many like I just get chronic UTIs and I got so many messages from scrubbers telling me to try pelvic floor physical therapy because I guess when you are like super prone to uh, UTIs your body um, because remember I wasn't having sex for like a years many years and I was still getting these UTIs and my uh, urologist would like test me for all of these things he was testing me for STDs and I was like dude <laughs> I don't know what to tell you like I'm not lying like it's not it's not that you know and everything was just coming back negative and now I'm realizing that I think that basically what this appointment made me realize so she puts her finger up my pelvic floor and she pushes down like very very gently and she goes what does this feel like and she goes, do you feel this? And I was like, yeah, it feels like burning. Like like a UTI. Yes. <laughs> but that's not where the UTI comes from. It doesn't come from there. Yeah. It comes, it's supposed to come from like your bladder. And I was like, oh my God, like that is, that is what it is. And so this whole time I could have been having these like phantom, uh, what are they called? Symptoms. Mm-hmm. Your body just get like, I don't know. It's the mind's a really powerful thing. And so basically what you can do is this physical therapy to kind of help. I mean, I'm not a doctor and I'm not even going to pretend to be what my physical therapist is telling me, but if I do it properly, like I got sent home with like homework and exercises and stretches and like different breathing techniques and stuff like that to open up my pelvic floor because it's like very, very tight. And so basically I need to like get it all loose, get it, get it nice and loose. (laughs) So is that like Kegel exercises or is I did do Kegels, but like the other thing is, is like, it's just like, I can't, it's too hard for me. I can't like to tell you how to do it because like the crazy thing is like her fingers up in me and I'm doing these exercises and she's like, it already feels 50% better. So it's quick. Like, yeah, but it's, but you have to just, you have to continue to do it. You know what I mean? It's exactly like working out, but I guess it's like physical therapy. Mm -hmm. It's just a different, you know, we don't talk about, or I, I never knew anything about it. Honestly, when you were talking about going, I was like, just another weird Tanya thing, honestly. And then she called me and told me about it. And I was so fascinated because, so my mom, I'm one of five kids and my mom literally would be like, I can't, like she'd jump on the trampoline and be like, I feel like I'm going to pee myself. I'm going to pee myself. And that's, I've heard so many women who have had kids say the same thing. And so I just thought part of me was like, I don't want, like having kids just sounds rough. And then you pee everywhere every yeah, and you, you know and the thing that this is the other thing that totally blew you know when I kind of go down my rabbit hole on things and I just like get very invested in these things so it can also help with women a lot of women have painful sex and they just think like that they're broken or like that their vagina is weird or whatever and they just like deal with it and it's like it's not supposed to be painful if you could do this physical therapy it helps you get to a different place in that as well and it's like so crazy because nobody talks about these things. So that's, I think that's why I was like so mind blown because when I, I went on Instagram after my appointment and like the flood of messages I got from people saying like, 
like how grateful they are that I'm talking about this because like no like they're like you have trauma you deliver a baby and then they just like send you on your way and then in all these other states they like suggest that you do these things but like not here for some reason yeah but also it's it's just the the thing that's interesting and maybe you did have UTIs but the fact that you are having the same pain without even having any sex or anything and then you're taking all this medicine that's maybe for nothing. Right. And all my test results are coming back negative. But I'm like, yeah. this pain, I know this pain. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, it's so crazy. And then I got down another rabbit hole where I'm like, why is there nobody talking about this? Why is there no funding for these things? And I was like, there was some stat about how um, there's all these, you know, funding going into erectile dysfunction disorder for men, which is like all for like men's pleasure. And yet pelvic floor physical therapy is like to deal with like women and their pain. And then yet it's like so lopsided in terms of funding. It's like crazy. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to hear after you are doing this for a while, if you have any more of these symptoms or this pain. I know. It's always something. You <laughs> always got You always take us on a journey. <laughs> I have my next appointment tomorrow or Wednesday, so we shall see. Yeah, I'm going to go once a week in the beginning, and then hopefully I can, like, start doing the exercises on my own. Wow. Um, You and I had a friend date. We did our friend date. We did our friend date. Which was after our last podcast. We talked about the friend date, but we went on the friend date. It was so fun. It was so cute. We went to this cute place in Santa Monica, and um, it was the first time I had worn heels, I think, since... Like, actually put them on and walked in them. That is so like crazy. <laughs> like, that is crazy. I know, and I felt like I was a baby deer walking for the first time. I felt like I couldn't, I for, totally forgot how to walk in heels. But um, normally when we go out to eat, Tanya, in the past, you know, I get pizza and an appetizer or whatever I want and a drink. I, I did get a spicy mark, which I didn't drink a lot of it. it yeah, was, it was Becca's first drink post Palm Springs. Which was only a week in between, by the way. And yeah. it was too soon. I quickly realized. But um, Tanya was like, she did get a salad, but we, she indulged. It was so fun to eat like normal food with you. <laughs> like we both. Well, okay. I had to, so we get this like eggplant dip, right? And I'm just like, you hear eggplant. So I think vegetable. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It's probably like vegetable with like some, you know, vegan A's. Cause it was kind of like uh, whipped eggplant. It was like a hummus. Yes. Hummus. I thought it was like some sort of like a hummus eggplant, which to me is vegan. You know what I mean? Like I, it didn't even occur to me that there was any sort of dairy or anything in this, but it was delicious. <laughs> like we were going to town on we this, like, like scraping it. Yeah. This <laughs> eggplant whip was just like, I was like, can we get another one of these? Like, I didn't want it to end. So I'm like, mm. I still kept thinking about it all dinner. And so I go, Becca, what do you think? Like, do you think we can make this at home? And so Becca goes, I think I know a friend that like has the recipe or whatever. So she Googles it. It's like, <laughs> like every dairy under the sun. It's like feta cheese and uh, Greek yogurt yeah. and this, uh, butter and like all the, like literally every dairy thing that I avoid, like the plague was in this eggplant whip so I'm like starting to sweat a little bit because I'm like I ate a lot of that and so we get home Becca drops me off and I go upstairs and I FaceTime Red Star and I'm texting Becca and I'm like I'm having the craziest gas right now like crazy gas and we're FaceTiming and thank god it's on FaceTime and he's not like you know IRL (laughs) 
And so, you know what? Like when you're on FaceTime and you can mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm muting and <laughs> farting up a storm. And she has no idea like what's happening, okay? <laughs> I'm just letting him rip. And then all of a sudden he said something and I started laughing so hard, but I realized I was muted and I didn't want him to know that I had been muting him. Yeah. So I take it off mute and... zero control over your mouth <laughs> zero ibs i literally turned beet red and i like eyes come out of my head like a, like i i'm like there's no way he didn't hear that love him to death because no acknowledgement whatsoever he just keeps talking and i'm like are we gonna talk about this or is he just gonna keep going and he just kept going <laughs> laughed and a fart shot out and no just one yelled it shot out just ripped and you've heard some of mine like it was loud <laughs> i just don't <laughs> and he said not one thing like it was as if like nothing happened you just <laughs> not like a boulder just plowed through my room just no no acknowledgement whatsoever <laughs> you never like addressed it like The best part is, is I did, I brought it up later in the conversation to see, because he said, uh, what'd you guys eat? Or like, was it good? Or, and um, I was like, yeah, we got this eggplant whip. It was so good, but there was so much dairy in it. And I ate so much and nothing. He didn't say like, oh yeah, I heard that. That, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I have to do the mute thing a lot sometimes, too, when I eat bad things. Oh, it's my lifesaver. I mute all the time. If I ha like, I'm just like, let him go. Let him go. And he knows nothing. And now? Of course, I th I've talked about this before, but Tanya is, like, very slow to get in and out of the car. And so I also ate the whipped eggplant and wasn't feeling great and ready to get home. And so I'm dropping her off, and she's just slowly getting out of the car and I'm, like, tapping my foot, like, okay, you know how you feel, so go. <laughs> I still have to drive home. So, yeah. I didn't want the night to end. It was so I know, nice. you never do. But I like, never do. Just you know, there's, I'm not in control of things that are happening. I wonder if there's some psychological thing to that, because I never want the fun nights to end. Like, I'm always just like, please don't drive away now. Yeah. Like, you don't like being alone, I feel like. Like, when you're with people. And I'm having fun. Yeah, I don't like it to end. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. There's something psychological there for sure. Maybe I should ask my pelvic floor physical therapist. <laughs> yeah, she should know. It probably is associated with uh, your pelvic floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the fun never ending. Um, but you know oh. what we should talk about is what we were discussing in the car before you dropped me off. Yes. So we decided that we wanted to do like a questionnaire for 95P and Red Star that was questions and I guess we can come up with them as a group that we give to our significant others they fill them out like on a piece of paper like they did back in the caveman days and put it in an envelope and then we can read their answers on the show yeah I thought that'd be really funny I even thought the scrubbers could like it gives us some questions for, for the them. questionnaire right 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 yeah um so we just thought it'd be funny basically to see how well they know us right how well they know us or like who knows i mean one of the stars one of the questions for red star could be have you ever heard tanya fart i actually would like to know he did in palm springs when you got sick 
Oh, well, that doesn't count. That wasn't like a fart. That was like I had diarrhea coming out of like oh. both ends. Okay, so he heard a shart. <laughs> he has never heard just a fart exactly. of air. And that okay. was like I had like a, what's it called? Uh, food poisoning. So, uh-huh. you know, like that stuff doesn't count, right? Oh, okay. That's eliminated. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> right? That stuff doesn't count. Uh, I was in not in my normal state. Okay. I am a changed woman now. I used to poop with the door open in yeah, front of significant mute. others. Now you just sit mute and stay constipated. <laughs> She's a changed woman. Um, hit mute and stay constipated. That should be the name of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Honestly, if that doesn't intrigue the people. Oh, also, my friend Monica texted me this morning and was like, by the way, um, Ellen Pompeo is on Armchair Expert. Doc I Shepherd's. saw that. I am so excited to listen. I was going to try and listen before the podcast, but it's going to be my afternoon. Delight. Yeah, yeah, my afternoon delight. I'm really excited. I know, and they have video of that too, right? I know, and I've never listened. I don't think I've ever listened to her on a podcast, so we can see how she'll be one day when she's on ours. On ours. Yeah. <laughs> One day. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> um, wait, um, Mark, this is a very quick shift, but um, is the, the riots and everything going on? Is that anywhere near your hometown? Or We got married in Kenosha, Wisconsin, actually. So, yeah, that's, it, is, it definitely hits wow. home. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. I'm just, like, so tired of all this happening. It really is horrible, and you would really think that um, – if there was ever a time for this sort of thing not to happen, it would be right now. I know. I, yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts on it and I just, I, the more these things keep happening, I think the problem, the frustrating thing is that you see it happening and you're kind of just like, ugh, another, like you kind of go another right. one. Right. You know? And that's like the worst Right. We get, we get numb right? to it. Right. That's, that's what, the, yeah. And it's, it's horrible and it's sad. But I, as soon as I saw Wisconsin, I was wondering if that was near any of your family or anyone who was. Definitely, and it's frustrating because now the reaction, because of the numbness, a lot of people are like, "Oh, here we go with the protests again." But you shouldn't be like that for the protests. You should be like that for the shooting. The shooting should be the frustrating element of this, not the fact that more glass is being broken. Right. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I if you're frustrated about the the looting and the violence, whatever, you should you should be more frustrated about someone getting shot in, unnecessarily yeah. by the cops. Um, but anyways, speaking, so this conversation I got to have with um, Dana Bash and Jasmine Wright, we, to be honest, I felt very, I had a little bit of imposter syndrome going into it because I was like. I don't really feel qualified to talk to these people who are on CNN and talking about politics when it's not something I've fully immersed myself in because there's so much disagreeing and, you know, conversations are hard to have right now when it comes to politics. And I have, I see every side of everything, unfortunately, that, I mean, I guess fortunately to take in all the information, but there's a lot of information on both sides. There's a lot of information in the media social media, the people that we're talking to just on a daily basis. Um, But they were so warm and answered my questions and were very like thoughtful and generous and kind. And um, I really enjoyed talking to them. And so we're going to play that interview. You we're going to play that interview for you when we come back.
Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. This week, May 6th through May 13th, Rakuten is having their biggest cash back event of the year. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Ulta, Good American, and Dyson. And top categories like fashion, beauty, electronics, and home essentials. I'm so excited to shop for all new makeup and even some pet products and treats for my dog, Sunny. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. This is the perfect time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can save by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account, or they can send you a check. Rakuten has 15 million members who are already saving, and you can be one of them. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. So go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers, get it. Presented by 21 Seeds. So, you know, because you have a ton of friends and throw lots of girls nights, it's important to always have a signature cocktail ready to go. Definitely. And people don't want to spend all their time at the drink bar. They'd rather be doing fun stuff like playing charades or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds infused tequila is a must have. 21 Seeds is an award winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. I swear when my house is clean, I feel motivated to do more like at home workouts or organizing my closet. I just feel more productive, like I'm ready to take on the day. I totally agree. When my kitchen is clean and spotless, it makes things like meal prepping fly by. Clorox Sentiva provides a trusted clean with refreshing scents. Find your home's signature scent. Is it coconut, grapefruit or lavender? There's a scent for every vibe. Step up your cleaning game. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Um, we have two very special guests today. I am so excited to have the chance to talk to them. I think they're two, probably two of the busiest women and the fact that we got them on the podcast is a big deal. But please welcome Dana Bash and Jasmine Wright. I'm hey. so excited for y'all to be here. So this was one of those 
um, times where I felt totally unqualified in to be speaking with y'all because um, what y'all do couldn't be further from my worst nightmare, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Really? Because we'll... what you do could be further from my worst nightmare. <laughs> so we're even. <laughs> I just, I mean, y'all are two of these. I just watched a documentary recently and I was just blown away because I guess, well, I guess I should introduce who y'all are and what you do. But um, Dana, you're the uh, CNN chief political correspondent for CNN. Mm-hmm. And um, Jasmine, you are also um, a CNN political embed producer. And I had no idea what either of those meant until I watched this documentary. And I just need to know why. Like, why would you put yourself in a position (laughs) (laughs) to be in this industry that's so tough? Yeah. (laughs) Jazz, you start and I'll finish because I want to know what your answer is. (laughs) Well, um, so I have always loved politics. It comes from both of my parents, but in large part, my father, he was really heavy into politics. Um, And so we were always talking about politics around the table. I was always watching the news on politics and kind of immersing myself. It's always been one of the things that I really love. Um, And so, you know, getting to work in this position where it is literally you eat breathe and sleep politics, all types of politics. It's, it's kind of like the best case scenario possible, right? You, you're just constantly- But not much sleeping and not much eating. The breathing, yeah. I think, is the only one. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing you do consistently in this job. Exactly. So um, when the option was presented to me, it was, it was a no-brainer. Like, I had to do it. Absolutely. But I, I guess my question, so you, to, for me, polit- politics and political conversation are are just something that I have always, to be honest, stayed away from because mm-hmm. it's it causes so much diversity. It causes, yeah. I mean, the conversations, especially in the recent months that oh, I've yeah. had with friends and family has been probably the most challenging conversations I've had with anyone. And they're obviously necessary. And it's one of those things where I'm realizing as uncomfortable as political conversations can be, they're needed and they're necessary for everyone to be at least willing to learn and mm-hmm. have the conversation. Well, that's really the key. Um, it, it, you're right. First of all, when I started covering politics, it was rough and tumble, but it wasn't as as vitriolic and as as gut wrenching as it is now. I mean, like I used to say that when I we started covering Congress, I would stand in the hallways and wait outside of a meeting between Democrats and Republicans, not to figure out if they're going to come up with a deal, but what the deal will look like on any given issue. Now, there are no meetings, never mind a question of whether or not there will be a deal or what the deal will look like. I mean, that is how far we have sunk, really, um, in in the kind of dialogue or lack thereof or getting things done. I mean, that changed a bit at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic and the Mm -hmm. two sides did come together in a real way that we hadn't seen Mm -hmm. in a long time to deal with the crisis. Uh, But now we're just a couple of months from the election and they're stuck again and they're not putting it aside because it's so political, even though people are suffering so badly. So I don't blame you. It's really, really tough. Yeah. I was talking to a friend and we were talking about how, 
a virus that is killing people has been made into a political situation. And um, how we were talking about how Colin Kaepernick taking yeah. a kneel has, it, it wasn't, it, it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have turned into what it turned into. You know, like him taking a kneel was the most peaceful way that it could have been done. And um, we were just talking about how there's so much division. And like you said, it was so, I remember at the beginning of the virus, it did feel like there was this unity for a moment. And then I don't even remember what those days look like because time <laughs> is either moving too quickly or too slowly. Yeah, I don't know. I know the space time continuum is super off right now. Yeah. I was going to ask um, Jasmine, I was, when I was watching the documentary, so I don't know if this, this has been crazy for y'all because this HBO Max documentary, it's called On the Trail Inside the 2020 Primaries, came out August 6th. Um, I just watched it recently and your position, what you do, the running around, the getting the information, the relaying the information. I was so stressed out for you <laughs> and all, all of the other embed producers. I was just like, you, I mean, you have to kind of force your way through the crowds, get the yeah. camera up there, get the mic up there. Yeah. It's like you have to have not only a mentally tough skin, you have to have a physical yeah. thick skin yeah. to like make your way through there. Well, it's kind of like uh, trying to push to the front at a music festival, like Lollapalooza, right? Like <laughs> before you can be in bed for sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it's That's a great advice. job. Like. Well, mm -hmm. that, that camera you saw Daniela carrying, the camera, you know, all that stuff, that's like 40 pounds, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. and we're constantly taking it out of the car because we had to put it in or we're putting it on the conveyor belt at the airport and we're putting it in an overhead um, on the airplane. Like it is a really physically tough job. After like three weeks, your arms stop feeling like jelly and then you're like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, I'm not wheezing too much when I'm picking up this bag, but like, but initially you're like, holy crap, this is so heavy. And you have your tripod. So like, yeah, it's a really physically demanding job and it can be stressful, but like the best part about it is that even throughout that stress and, and your arms feel like crap and you walk like 15,000 steps that day, it is yeah. so much fun. Like I cannot mm -hmm. express to you how exciting it is to get something that some news that you know that nobody mm -hmm. else has and you just got it mm -hmm. from having a conversation and you start to report that out right because that's what we're doing we're there to break mm -hmm. news we're there to cover candidates and provide editorial to break news so that adrenaline rush when you're like oh my god did that just slip out of their mouth right they can't take that back you know it they yeah. know it you gotta go find someone else that knows it um mm -hmm. and you gotta go report the news and so like yes it is all of these things but it's also incredibly fun and Jasmine is taller than uh, than I am. Most people are taller than I am, but Jasmine is taller than I am. But and I'm little, and so one of my the things that I have done throughout my um, career in those scrum situations where that you saw in the in the uh, in the dock, especially in the spin room after debates, is I, I have no qualms about crawling under people's legs because I'm already close to the ground, <laughs> and I cannot tell you how many times I have used that to my advantage, and I've just been there and I just pop up. And I'm just in their face and they're like, where did you come from? <laughs> yeah. They're like, I did not see you pushing yeah. through the crowds no, like everybody know, else. Or it's like at debates when you have to, basically at debates, the, the candidates will walk up one way and you have to 
literally lob your body over a gate so that you can get the camera up and put it like basically in their face. Like it is, it's crazy. You do a lot of crazy things. You just pray that you have a long dress on that day so you don't flash anybody. <laughs> I know, I guess I'm, I would imagine that the adrenaline and the excitement of the day and what's going on and the energy all around you probably kind of distracts you from the physical labor that your body's going through and the mental stress. Yeah. I was wondering, um, because the news is a source where a lot of, I would say most people, when they take what they hear from the news and then they don't do any further research, like that's their knowledge, that's what they're taking in. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain sense of pressure of, I hope I'm getting this right oh, because yeah. this is what, yeah, because like people are depending on you for, for the facts and for the truth and there's there's so much information from both sides, it's so overwhelming. And all we have is our credibility. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. most important thing. That's, that's it. You know, we're not, we're not elected. We're not, uh, you know, we're, 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 they don't have, people don't have to come to us. We, we want them to want to come to us because they know that right. we get it right. As Jasmine said, hopefully we'll get it first. Uh, and we explain yeah. it the best in the most objective way. It's really hard in these times when everything is fractured, even, and especially the media. Yeah, I like I, I my personality type is that I have to hear as much information from both sides as I can. That's it's great. Almost... So you should be a reporter. Yeah. That's exactly why we do what we do. No, because I, I also on the flip side, I don't take criticism. Well, I would cry every time I went to do anything. So I don't know. They'd be like, is Becca crying again? What happened? <laughs> But I guess if if you were to give young girls who are in your position or who are who are wanting to be in this field, which is it's really cool. I, seeing so many women watching that documentary and seeing the amount of women who are killing it in a game that's, I would say for a long time was run by men and predominantly men. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and white men. Yeah, and white men. What mm. advice would you give? girls who who are wanting to get into this industry and do what y'all are doing um i say to everyone you just have to do it you know all of these preconceived notions that we have that we're not strong enough that you know we can't dedicate time to do that or just because we haven't had this job before we can't do this new job it's crap it's terrible like mm -hmm. just do it you just have to you know pull up your big girl pants or your big boy pants and and go out there and be immerse yourself you know watch others like i learned from watching the folks on scene and i've learned from watching my other embeds and you pick it up right it's it's no no one can really teach you how to be an mm -hmm. embed, right they can mm -hmm. they can show you how to turn your camera on and you still kind of shoot terribly right they yeah. can tell you how to pack your suitcase properly. Yeah. but like there's so many moments that you have no control over and it's just you have to rely on your knowledge Mm -hmm. and you have to rely on the ability that that you know what you're what you're there to do which is to give the editorial back to your network so i tell all girls like you know if you want to do this if you love politics just go do it you know don't mm -hmm. ask permission say forgiveness when you um break a big story yeah. <laughs> or ask forgiveness rather yeah that's true. Um, I guess my follow-up question to what I said earlier would be, how do you, how do you figure out what's, what's real? Like if, if you're listening to the news, how, I guess, for example, with the um, controversy with the mail-in 
uh, mm-hmm. ballot system. Like th- there's so many different takes on what it means. Obviously f- from each side, they're going to be opposite opinions of what it means. How do mm-hmm. you determine what's the truth right. or what's fact? Such a good question. And it, it, the answer is there shouldn't be different opinions because this isn't an opinion question. This is a fact question. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some of it is based on studies. I mean, some of this is genuinely new. The, the volume of mail-in ballots that is expected now because we're in a pandemic is going to be greater than we saw in the past on a national scale. And the post office is, is obviously a national um, entity. But if you kind of look at what has happened in the states that have had only mail-in voting in the Northwest, for example, uh, in in other places, um, there's there have been studies that have been done, genuine nonpartisan studies, and the results have been across the board that there it, there is a minuscule amount of fraud, minuscule amount of fraud, um, and then some of the things that we've seen this election cycle, like what happened in New York, where it took a month for the Democratic primary, or one mm-hmm. of them, a couple of them actually, but one of them especially, to be um, decided, it wasn't because of fraud. It was because the system was was screwed up and they weren't ready for the volume, mm-hmm. um, which is something that we, that we really do have to focus on as a country, as a democracy, and reporters have to make sure that we ask the right questions. And um, it is extremely frustrating for us as reporters, and I know how it must be for people who are just kind of regular average voters who want to get the correct information in order to um, to do their basic democratic uh, job, which is um, and civic duty, which is voting. Mm-hmm. So the answer is it should be safe. There's no reason that it shouldn't be safe to mail in a ballot. Yeah. It's like you read one thing or you hear one thing and then you go to the next page on social media. And so I'm from the South. I'm from Louisiana. So I have my Facebook specifically Mm -hmm. is very uh, conservative Republican. Mm -hmm. And then all my other social media is very, you know, Democrat liberal. And so my brain feels like it's on a swivel constantly. And you're living it. You live the, the division in this country through media and social media. Yeah, it's so a hard. lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like sometimes I'm like, should I just delete everything? <laughs> just, yeah, oh, I that all the time. All the time. So what happens moving into the election? What what does work look like for y'all? Like what's happening next? Well, we're in the election right now. You know. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting here in Wilmington, Delaware, and and I'll be going into the um, convention center. It, it, it's not really a convention center, but it's it's the arena that Senator Harris will be speaking tonight um, to accept her nomination. You know, so there is still a footprint on the trail, but it's a lot smaller, right? And it's a lot more socially distant. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot more like one person who's a representative for all networks going in and getting the information and covering events, right? Because we have to kind of abide by these guidelines really to keep us all safe. It's a lot of mask wearing. It's a lot of hand sanitizing and and rubbing Clorox on all types of handles (laughs) (laughs) and buttons and and (laughs) exactly. Right. So like it still is here, but it, but but it is true that it's it's way smaller and it's way more socially distant, just like. You know, really but but if I could just brag on Jasmine for a second, um, you know, the documentary 
started in 2020. And Kamala Harris ran for president, but she dropped out before mm -hmm. any vote was cast in 2020. And Jasmine was the Kamala Harris embed. So all of the, oh. the sourcing that she's done, meaning all the time that she spent before the pandemic, while she while Kamala Harris was running, um, getting to know her, getting to know her staff, getting to know her friends and family. Now we have Jasmine, who is in the catbird seat because she has all of that built up in her, what we used to call the Rolodex in the olden days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know Senator Harris pretty well, almost as well as I know myself. <laughs> and that's what you need to do as an embed. Exactly. Jasmine, were you were you surprised or were you aware that maybe Senator Harris would be um, named as Joe Biden's um, VP? Did you have any inkling that that would maybe happen? Well, we had great reporting from all of our reporters that she was on the short list that, you know, and he said it himself multiple times. And, and so did uh, Dr. Joe Biden that um, she was a serious contender. And, and if you think about the scope, right, she was talked about as being Biden's VP before she even announced that she was running for president herself. And there were moments within her campaign. I remember this one time where um, she was uh, doing pretty well in the polls and somebody asked her, um, a reporter asked her, you know, are you going to be Biden's VP? And she said, well, maybe he's going to be my VP, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so there has never been a discussion about Senator Harris where Joe Biden and possibly being the VP wasn't somewhere far behind it, right? So, yeah. so there were always signs, but at the end of the day, you know, like everyone said, it was Joe Biden's decision. So no one really knew, but there were quite a small number of women who he could have chosen from, and Senator Harris was among them. Yeah, and he was very specific that he would have a woman as his mm -hmm. VP. So, it, like you said, it was he narrowed it down in that regard. So we had limited mm -hmm. options of knowing who it could be. But um, well, so moving forward, the advice you'd give to young girls is that you just got to do it. If you can push yourself to the front of a crowd at a concert, you have the what it takes. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to say thank y'all for joining me because, like I said. I was very um, honored and also felt like, am I, do I have what it takes to interview y'all? So um, thank you for coming on the podcast and talking. You're about an awesome interviewer. Yeah. Oh, thank so, you. And it was a great <laughs> conversation. You know, but, but normally my conversations are about like pop culture and what's going on on Grey's Anatomy. Okay, so, and <laughs> Okay. So can we do that? Because that's also yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's my, that's my, no. <laughs> okay. One of my questions though, I was going to ask you, I was going to say, with when there is downtime yeah what are what is your guilty pleasure what do you sit around and eat and what do you watch on tv when you're not having to think about the news and politics um i watch so much netflix and streaming script <laughs> and tv i mean i don't even know where to start my favorite <laughs> my favorite part of the week is when my us and people magazine come to my house <laughs> and i still do it old school like they come to my house and i actually feel a little guilty because my nine-year-old son is now addicted and he will pull the, I know, he'll pull the magazine in before anybody else can, can touch it. And he'll, he'll scroll to the front, like who, wear, who wore it best and tell me if he thought that the magazine um, was right. Um, so I do feel a little bit like um, it's not the greatest parenting, but I think it's good. It's important for people to know pop culture, kids as well, right? He doesn't only yeah. have to know about Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. 
I think there should be a nice balance of both, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. And he's going to be a fantastic dresser. That's all that matters. He's going to have great style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, likes, he likes his style. I've been obsessed, obsessed with Selling Sunset on Netflix, the real estate show. Oh, that's on my list. Should I watch it? I know. Oh, I my God. You either. have to watch it. I it's great. Wait. 27 minutes, you know, maybe 30 <laughs> minutes. And, like, the drama is so, like, meek but interesting that you don't it's like feel it's like real housewives meets million dollar listing oh right? yeah yeah yeah. it's total yeah. like house like you see these beautiful houses you get a little bit of drama you get some great album <laughs> like I, I love it i just love reality tv so um mindless that it's so it's such a detachment from what's going on in the world because i feel like a lot of yeah. movies and scripted shows have kind of gone into this place where it's based on what's going on in the world. So you almost feel like I'm not even escaping anymore. I'm just going into a fictional version of what's really going on in the world. <laughs> That's so you know? true. <laughs> Can you imagine, um, like, once the studios open back up and people start scripting again and all the shows are going to be about the pandemic and we're going to have to relive it? Well, I, I, we talked to someone from Grey's Anatomy the other day, and he was saying that, I mean, it's great for them because they're already in scrubs and masks, but... <laughs> They're, they're oh, having that's such to, a good point. yeah, and they're going to address the pandemic. And part of me is like, oh, it's just even more to take on. <laughs> like we finally have a moment to escape and now we're reliving the nightmare that is coronavirus. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Let's, it's actually nice to not have coronavirus related stuff on our streaming mm -hmm. um, networks because it's the escape we need. I know. I agree. Well, I'm going to watch Selling Sunset because you're about the hundredth person who's told it's me about great. it. I know. Me too. I'm a Chriselle stan. All right, Becca. So what, give us your, your favorite. What should we watch? So I just watched, um, Dirty John season two. Oh yeah. The Betty oh. Broderick story. Yes. And my boyfriend is in that. He's an actor, but I don't, I haven't, don't tell him I haven't seen it yet. Oh. So, but he, <laughs> Wait, but what he, is, who is he? Uh, I don't, you're going to ask me who he plays and I don't oh. know, but he's in it, <laughs> but he's in it. He, and uh, everyone says it's amazing. It's really good, right? It's amazing. The first yeah. one, the first season I loved and I listened to the podcast and then I remember hearing the story about Betty Broderick and I, yeah. I, I was young. So like when I hear, would hear about it, it was just something pat in passing somehow. But when I went to sit down and watch it. It, it's so well done. I couldn't okay, get it. Next. I'm going to yeah. do that before Selling Sunset. Sorry, Jazz. <laughs> I kind of feel like I have well, to. Well, her boyfriend's in it. So well, I'm, I'm going to have report to report either way. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a recap after I watch Selling Sunset because I, there's three seasons, right? So I have a long. Yeah, there's three seasons. You okay. take your time. <laughs> I can do it quickly, believe me. I'll have a ton going on right now. <laughs> um, well, thank you both for your time. You're both so lovely. And, you too. Um, good luck moving forward. Make sure you get sleep and um, rest and trash TV and good food whenever you have a chance. <laughs> Perfect. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Thank bye. You. Bye. <laughs>
playing charades. Or having a dance party on the patio. Exactly. That's why 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with the juice of real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. So you only need two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. 21 Seeds makes the most delicious and easy margaritas ever. Yes. 21 Seeds is smooth, fresh, and tastes incredible. And it's not overly sweet. It tastes like tequila. Just infused with real juice. Totally. And get this, 21 Seeds is female founded. Love it. Modern women, baby. Two sisters and one friend. All my friends are like sisters, so I can relate. Listen, if you love tequila like us, add 21 Seeds infused tequila to your drink bar at home. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Tanya, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? Honestly, no, there's not. I swear when my house is clean, I feel motivated to do more, like at-home workouts or organizing my closet. I just feel more productive, like I'm ready to take on the day. I totally agree. When my kitchen is clean and spotless, it makes things like meal prepping fly by. Clorox Sentiva provides a trusted clean with refreshing scents. Find your home's signature scent. Is it coconut, grapefruit, or lavender? There's a scent for every vibe. Step up your cleaning game. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? And guess what? Macy's is celebrating in a big way. I was browsing Macy's online the other day, and I couldn't help but notice that they're highlighting some incredible AAPI-owned brands. I'm talking about names like Cardin, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve, brands that bring innovation, style, and diversity to the table. But wait, it gets even better. Macy's isn't just celebrating with fashion, they're also giving back. Throughout the month of May, you can support college access and student success by donating online or rounding up your purchase in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA Scholars is an incredible nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students to achieve their academic and professional dreams. And you can be a part of that mission simply by rounding up your purchase at Macy's Checkout. Trust me, every little bit helps. So join me and Macy's this May in celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month and shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Let's celebrate culture, style, and education together. They were awesome. I, it was funny because when I, I kind of went, you know, I want to talk about, I normally talk about pop culture, and it was almost, they responded in a sense of like, well, let's talk about that. Like, 
Give us a break from what we always talk about. Oh, talk about. I mean, nothing to me sounds more brutal than working for CNN right now. Any, any, anything involving politics? I asked, my first question was, why have you chosen this? I can't imagine willingly putting myself in your position. But like Some people love it. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we need those it's people. It's like one man's pie is another Every man's pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> right. Let me tell you, that is not my pie. How crazy, though, that, <laughs> that is my pie. How, how crazy, though, that I had no idea that Dana's boyfriend was in Dirty John, that the season I just watched, and that's the show I brought up that she was like, what are you watching right now? And she oh, was yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I looked it yeah. up. Uh, Spencer Garrett. He plays Judge Spiller. Yeah. And her boyfriend's an actor. Yeah. How does she feel about that? Well, she hadn't watched the show yet, so I don't know. If she <laughs> oh. No, but I'm, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, it. if I seriously dated an actor... Like, watching him make out with other people, I think, would be hard for me. I also think it would be very hard for you, too. <laughs> what? If, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, takes, a, takes a strong soul to endure that, so props to anybody out there. By the way, I do want to say that during that interview, we knew that Becca was very nervous about that, and so I was ready, standing by, with questions, in case Becca felt like she was getting in over her head or anything, but I never jumped in because she never needed me to. She did a fantastic job, so I wanted to say really great job, Becca. That was really awesome. (laughs) Mark, that's so cute, though. It's like, I don't know. That's cute. She was fantastic. Um, no, no, the fact that you like had questions, like you had like a bat, you had like a system in case she was drowning. Yeah, yeah, I was prepared. Well, because I told, I was, I was vocal about being, you know, I feeling like I am I, you know, how is this going to go? Am I qualified for this? But they were so. Would you agree? I mean, they oh, were so yeah. humble and willing to, and like validated my questions. Like that's a great question. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. and. um I just think any woman who's inserting herself into anyone who's inserting their themselves into a position like they are takes a strong, thick skin. Yeah. And they do it gracefully. The documentary is really great and informative to see what it's like in their world. Um, it's you know what you know what I don't have. Thick skin. <laughs> My skin I mean, is like a paper thin. Paper <laughs> and like the tissue paper you put in a. <laughs> present for a birthday rips real easy yeah it can poke through real quick real quick just a a little spritz of water and it crumbles yeah so the hbo max documentary it's called on the trail inside the 2020 primaries and it was really eye-opening because i have always i've always thought that job seemed like my worst nightmare and it solidified that because they're running around like crazy they eat breathe sleep the election and you know, they're in charge of getting information out to all of us. Did so. you ever run for, like, president or anything when you were in high school? Yeah, I ran for vice president of student council, but no one ran against me, so I didn't have to do anything. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I did. We ran for my friend Carly and I who did president and vice president. She went for president. I went for vice That's president. That's my best friend did that, too. And we did, like, a whole – our theme was under the sea. And so our whole campaign was, like, mermaids and, oh, shit, like, who – like like that matters at all i don't even know but for our speech we redid the little mermaid like we did under the sea tanya carly under the sea tanya carly and like changed like all like all the words to be like about our campus and stuff we ended up losing but i put 
so much of my like life and effort into that campaign. I couldn't even imagine what it's like running for the president of the United States. <laughs> Probably very different. You know, <laughs> yeah, pressure yeah. is the same, but a little different. Yeah, they probably weren't passing out, like, shell necklaces and stuff. <laughs> no, but I appreciate that. I also went to Girl State in Louisiana. It's where they grab, like, three people, I think, from each school in the state, and you all go to the LSU campus for seven days, and we had to make up, like, cheers. They woke us up at, like, 6 a.m. We slept in the dorm rooms, and we formed, like, a government uh, I was on the city council. I, I was like, what's the least amount of <laughs> work I have to do? Because it was the summer. I was like, I don't want to be doing more homework in school. Oh. But my mom made me go because she was like, it's an honor that you were chosen out of your school. So, oh Becca, there's a documentary about Boy State out right now. Wait, I heard about this. But yeah. isn't it kind of, it's like dark, right? Yeah, I think it's a little dark. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm very interested in watching that because it is, well, that's in Texas, right? Uh, it in I'm, Texas? I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Houston's nodding, yes. But, um, yeah, because there was a girl state and a boy state. We mm-hmm. were down there at the same time. So I'm curious. I, I don't even know what it's about, but it felt dark when I re- was reading about it. Yeah, I, I, I think I want some light TV, you know? <laughs> like, I weirdly like, I re- I weirdly like dark things. I know. You know what? Actually, somebody was telling me that I would really enjoy is normal people. Did you watch I it? It's... It was a little slow to me, but my sister loved it, and she was like, "You just have to get past the first few episodes." But I hate when people yeah, say that. First like, few? <laughs> yeah. Are they hour episodes or how long? I think they're thirty minutes. Oh, okay, okay. But, a little bit better, but um, yeah, it's just like it's a lot of sex. So I don't know if people are just like it's hot and steamy, and that's I don't know. I wasn't hooked immediately. Oh, so weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. Mark, you have a game for us, right? We're yeah. going to do emails. So here's where this came from. So I was talking to my neighbor, Jerry, across the street, and his daughter, Bryn, is a big scrubber. And by the yeah. way, she just got engaged, so congratulations to Bryn. Congrats, congrats. Bryn. How'd she meet her fiancé? Well, you know, I have no idea because I've never met her. Oh. But um, Jerry was telling me so that I have, you, you know these websites that tell you what people's celebrity net worth is? Yes. And we rely on those. Like, we're like, how, whatever happened to that part? We look it up. Like, we take it as gospel. Well, he let me know that there's one for me. So, which is hilarious. So, the game is, and I'll get to the others in a second, but first, we're going to guess, each of you will guess how much my celebrity net worth is according to this website. Whoever's closest without going over. Who goes first? Um, you can go first, Tanya. I'm going to say $2 million. Okay. Becca? I have no, I feel, I feel very um, disadvantaged because you're all in radio and no, <laughs> no what? <laughs> There's no, no, but the point of this is, and I'll get to yours in a second. And Tanya's, both of you have one. So I'll get to oh. yours in a second. The point of this is how ludicrous this is. So go ahead. Okay. Becca. Okay. 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 I'm going to go, I'm going to go 1.5. Becca wins. It is $1.6 million. That is my net worth according to the site, which is not the only funny thing about that because I'm worth a fraction of that. But also, I did a, like 10 years ago, a friend of mine said, hey, I'm doing a video. Will you be in it? I said, yeah, sure. And I came by a theater and I did it. I didn't get paid. I didn't get lunch. I got nothing. I just did it for a friend. I put a suit on and did it. Uh I'm, I'm apparently an actor best known for that video. 
That's that's what it says. So funny. <laughs> that is amazing. All wow. right. So next up is um, Becca. Let's go with you. What is your net worth according to this website that I found? And these are all different websites, by the way. This is like famousintro.com or something. They estimated your net worth, Becca. What do you think it is? So it's a, I can be like a little crazy on this. and Okay. I'm going to guess $3 million. Okay. Tanya, how much okay, is Becca I'm, worth? So I think I already know mine because Patty told it to me the other day, and I literally never laughed harder. I'm going to get to yours because there's a lot of fun stuff to dig into on yours. So I'm going to guess $10 million for Becca. That is exactly right. $10 million. <laughs> Okay, um, here to set the record straight, that is not true. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Ten million? Yeah. Someone sponsor me. True. <laughs> My I, life. I know. I know. Maybe that's manifesting. They're manifesting for me. Ten million. That well, is hilarious. And the All funny I- thing is, they do have like they said that you're born in Louisiana, which is accurate. October 30th, 88. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they got all that right, but they also say $10 million for you. Like, where do they come up with this number? This like, is a great question. But let's go to Tanya now. Tanya thinks she might know what it is, but there are a couple different sites. I found one that got specific about it, but go ahead. Uh, Becca, you guess for Tanya. I'm going to guess for Tanya $7 million. Okay, Tanya? I'm going to guess 5 that's what I was told. This site that I saw has you at $3 million, so you both went over. But uh-huh. here's the great stuff about this. They're so confident in your biography. There's a whole biography about you, and let me read some of it to you. Okay. You were born July 19th, so they're Wrong. off by a day. Not bad, yeah. but... <laughs> uh, to your parents, Cornelis and Mamre. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cornelis? <laughs> I don't even ever heard those names before. Nope. You have a brother named Henry. <laughs> Wait, this might be a different Tanya Rad. How come? There's a picture of you. It oh, even okay, talks okay. about how you're on Honor with Ryan Seacrest. Oh, and you, oh, you used to be okay. a blogger. Like, it gets oh some of that God. stuff right. But it talks about your brother, Henry, and your sister, Dori- Dorica. <laughs> you went to Orange High School. Wrong. You went to USC. Wrong. Your full name is Tanya Rarick Rad. Wrong. And this is my favorite line. Let me bring it up here because it's so funny. Uh, Tanya is not married, but she is currently in a relationship with Maxwell Dotch. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> That's so good. That's so bizarre. It's almost like a like writing a fiction book. It, it almost looks like if it doesn't know the actual names, it just generates the names or something. Also, yo, if I was worth, th- like, even, if I was even worth a fraction of a $3 million, whatever, I'd be stoked. So, like. I can't believe I'm worth $10 million to 10 Like, million. people probably. Wow. I know. Wait, can we back up? For, was that the end of the game? Uh, yeah. Because I have a very funny story. It's kind of quick. But this guy messages me on Instagram, okay? And he goes, and I've I've heard that this before. So, he said, hey. Am I talking to you on Hinge or am I getting catfished? Oh. And I was like, this is weird because somebody else messaged me that like a few days prior. 
And so I hit him back and I'm like, hey, I'm not currently on Hinge. Um, no, so you're definitely being catfished. I said, do you mind sending me a screenshot of the conversation or profile perhaps? P.S. Hope you have luck on there. Hinge is where I met my boyfriend. Heart. His response. Oh, dang. Ha ha, Tanya. I stole this idea from your podcast. I was just going to say, how do you not remember this bit? <laughs> I don't. When he said it, I was like, oh, my God, that's so good. And he said, I didn't realize that you had a boyfriend. I hope it works out. Let me know if it doesn't, though. Have a great week. That and is... I literally responded with, bah ha Okay, so I was trying to find the DM because I didn't respond, but I, I read it. This guy wrote me and goes, this is who, who's been using your photo that I fell in love with. But he sent an actual page of someone using my photo and this person using my photo, catfishing him and saying like in a relationship with his name, but it was like a different name using my picture. So I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if it's the same person. But now I'm just like scared. <laughs> no, now it's so, it's so good. The best part is, is I like showed it to Red Star and I was like, this is so weird. Cause he, we'd also, I'd seen like a fake profile of mine on Hinge when he and I were dating or like talking on Hinge. And so he goes, ask him to send you like a picture of the conversation. I was like, good idea. You know, <laughs> like we're like in it together. And now I'm like, oh my God, it's wow. So good. Who did you send that to? We sent that to a celebrity, didn't we? Didn't we send it yeah. to like Chris Pratt, which is so LOL now. <laughs> oh yeah. He did respond, but he is clearly probably in love with Catherine Schwarzenegger when I sent it and I didn't know. Who did I send it to? Zachary Levi? Possibly. I forgot about the Zachary Levi saga. Never forget that. <laughs> wow, there's been so many, so many. Things. I know he still pops up in my feed time to time and I'm like that got away. Oh, God. <laughs> no, there was another one that I, that, uh, who was it recently? Well, not that recent. No, somebody just got married or like, wait, what was it? And I was like, oh, the one that got away. Someone you kind of dated? Yeah. I don't know. Shoot. I'll have to go through your Rolodex. <laughs> it's quite a lengthy one. Not going to lie. Oh, huh, me and my $10 million are just going to. Mm. I mean, cruise. me and my three million, I'd be like, we're gonna go cruise down to yeah Hawaii and you buy and, a house. You and Maxwell Dotch. Yeah, <laughs> who is that? No idea. I'm gonna look him up. Just it also says in here you've been associated with British singer Charlie Puth, who is not British. Oh. And but that's true. Dotch, D O T. D O T C H. Did you watch the video this girl sent us a TikTok of this guy saying um, about the strip club? Did you watch that? No. I got to see if I can find it real quick because it is so funny. It was in regards to, um, you know, our last conversation about the guy not deleting the photo. But can I play it over the mic? Sure. Audio? Funny audio? What's the best strip club in New York? Uh, Sapphires, but it depends. Depends on what? No, I said I, I never bins. I never bins. No, you didn't. I said I never bins. <laughs> I said sapphires, but I never bins. <laughs> he said sapphires, but it depends. And she goes, he like wasn't paying attention. He was like playing a game, so he just oh, mindlessly answered. I didn't hear the depends part. And I was then, like, I don't and get then she it. goes, depends on what? And he goes, I said I'd never bins. <laughs> Anyways, good chuckle. Um, let let's get to some emails because I'm sure let's they're gonna be light it. and easy to. 
advice? Well, Katie says my husband and I met seven months ago when he was visiting his mom in Ohio. He proposed in April. I moved to him in June. We got married last month. I'm a Tanya. Can you tell? He is my absolute dream in every possible way, and I could not be happier. Here's the situation. We were both married previously. Both of our exes cheated on us, and we met mid-divorce. We have both been extremely understanding of the issues from our previous marriages and started couples counseling immediately when we knew it was serious. Recently, his ex has started to reach out to his family and harassing us. We block her. She reaches out through her friend's social media accounts. She even reached out to my, ex, to my ex-husband. She lives in the same city as us, and I'm honestly terrified of what she could do. My husband says she's harmless and just insecure, and that he moved on so quickly, and that's what's bothering her. I've considered taking legal action, but he doesn't think that's necessary. Am I overreacting? I just want to be able to feel safe. I don't want my family and in-laws to have to deal with the past. P.S. We are 25 for reference. Yes? I might just want to save my advice to the end, because it's really just... Four words. Oh, I, go ahead. Save us. Does anyone else have anything to well, advice we, for her? If we disagree, then we'll step in. All right. I got to tell you. What, what's her name? Katie? Yeah. This is easier said than done, but this was told to me, and it was so effing mind-blowing. And I, 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 I say I try to do this. I, very, I try very hard. And I'm successful about, I'm successful like 90% of the time. No audience, no show. If you go and report her to the police or whatever, get a restraining order, you make all this drama. This is what she wants. She wants this reaction from you. No audience. If she doesn't have an audience, if nobody's giving her paying no attention, she's just this fly, just making herself exhausted, flying around in circles. No show. No audience. No show. No audience. (laughs) No show. I, having just watched that, Betty Broderick story, the Dirty John thing. I I get where she's saying, like, if she's, like, harassing, like, calling and doing things that are threatening, it's much, like you said, it's easier said that if if she's, if it's not being threatened to you, it's The thing that got me was the husband said she's harmless. So if she really is harmless and she's just being... Well, I'm pretty sure that some... I, I understand because sometimes you don't know... What harmless to him might be harmless because he knew her when she right, was maybe right, right. better. True, he true, saw true, her true, good true. side. But if she's been pushed to a point where unhinged, she's unhinged, <laughs> harmless is not always describe what someone is capable of. True. But I do agree, like, as much as you can to not acknowledge it or let it show that it's affecting you or bothering your relationship, I think you do your best to just, you know, like not give her any attention. It's kind of like a kid. The more you, if they like are annoying, if you stop giving them attention for that behavior, they eventually get tired and stop. It's like a bully. It's like the bully, the bullies feed off of that. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, you have to kind of almost beat them at their own game. And like, she might meet someone and find her own happiness and move on and not even care about what y'all are doing. But if she's feeling threatened by your relationship or, you know, regretting what the decisions that she's made, it's like you're just going to have to, you know, deal with. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's treasure. Oh. Sorry, girl. <laughs> you threw him in the trash. She's another Oh, you're man's saying the treasure. Ex, like yeah. she cheated. So, yeah. So, 
I mean, guys, do y'all have any advice on this? I like Tanya's advice. I think it's good. I think maybe have a line in mind, and if that line gets crossed, take action. But until that happens, I think you go with your husband who knows her better than you. Yeah. This is coming from a woman that is in the very, I mean, not similar in terms of like uh, harassment seems, that word makes me scared. But I think anybody that is dating somebody that's divorced or, you know, just come out of a very serious relationship, I think everybody kind of deals with that kind of stuff. Yeah, especially when he's remarried seven months later. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin says, I have a close guy friend who I have had a special connection with from the first time I met him. I blame being young and afraid, but I friend-zoned him a couple of times when we were first friends as a defense mechanism. I've dated other people, but I've always had the same feelings for him. I never told him how I felt. It always nagged at me that he never knew. Well, he's engaged now. I'm happy for him, but the what-ifs haven't stopped going through my head. Do you think I can make a lighthearted joke or something to let him know that he's always had a soft spot in my heart or that I used to have a huge crush? I want to be respectful, but don't want the never telling him to eat away at me forever. No intentions of getting in the middle of them at all. Is this a terrible idea? What would y'all do? For reference, I'm 26. We've been friends for seven years. Um, I would definitely not say anything. <laughs> it's a terrible I mean- idea. Yeah, don't, there's no, you're, you're doing it because there's probably always been this thing in the back of your head that thought, oh, if things don't work out with anyone else, he's like there as maybe a backup or someone you could maybe, maybe see yourself with, but you're just feeling like now he's not, he, you don't have that option of him anymore. And if it took you seven years to feel that, and it just only happened when he got engaged to someone else, then I think that your reason is coming because you feel like he's moving on and you're not. Let me tell you what to do, girl. (laughs) You're going to get out a diary or a piece of paper (laughs) and you're going to write out all these feelings that you have for him. You're going to write down to the deepest, darkest soul that your vagina tingles when you think of him. You're going to write everything that you think about this man on this piece of paper. You're going to roll that piece of paper up you're going to stick it in a shoebox and you're going to throw it in the trash can. So that way you are releasing your feelings. Like you're writing them down. You are like releasing them from your body, but you're just putting them out into the universe. That way you're not interrupting his relationship that he's in. You're not causing any drama there, but your feelings are out there and what's meant for you will find its way. Yep. <laughs> that's some that's some dear future husband shit right there. I think it's fantastic I advice. Yeah. yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> I love the writing it down and getting it out of your system, but there's no need to tell him about it. No. Yeah. Nothing but good I, I know comes it's hard from that. Too. You might feel I, better, I, but nothing good's going to come from it. Yeah. And I know it's it's so hard when you are going through these feelings and your heart feels like it's hurting and you're like, "Well, maybe things could be different if I just get this off my chest, but it doesn't. It won't benefit." It might ruin your friendship. It could harm their relationship. It's just not worth it. It's bad karma. Yeah. Tanya, great advice. Both both emails, great advice. Well done. Heart. <laughs> so the self-help books are working is what you're telling me, huh? Go defend it no more. Go defend says. it no more, baby. Learn, learn some real good advice there. <laughs> um, I think that's it for today. Oh, I know you hate yeah. for it to end when we're having fun, but... We must do what we must do. And that is? In the podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> Gosh. 
Okay, well, I guess we have homework. So we have homework for the week. That is to write down some things and... We'll, we'll do like a master post in the Facebook group so that you can submit your question questionnaire suggestions. Yeah. We'll do like 20. 20? I was thinking 10. Okay, we'll do 10. Um, but if we get really good ones, we can do 20. All right. Depending. Um, we love you guys. Thanks for listening as always. I'm going to go do my pelvic floor therapy exercises. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right, we'll see you, or you'll hear from us next week. Keep it loose. (laughs) What? Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 script. 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's Better, H-E-L-P, Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio 
or subscribe where you listen to your podcast.